0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Black and Abdallah, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station.
1: Weeknight, 6.30 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. We're getting ready for the Super Bowl, and that means it's Super Week. Day three, of Dalla. It super is. Super Week here on the show, where you have a budget of $50, and each night you try to buy soup at a new restaurant, and you try and stay within the budget. Day three is today.
2: Yes, day three is today. I started off getting the lobster bisque from Luke's Lobster. Then yesterday went all the way to Manny's on the south side got uh the matzo ball soup. And so I spent $19.96 so far. And today we have another soup coming up. Okay, okay. Later on around 7:30. 7:30 you will have your soup. Yeah. Fantastic. Around 7 35 ish we'll have
1: another soup. Super week here with doll right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. So uh We're going to continue previewing the Super Bowl, talking football with you Mm -hmm. here on the show. Um, We also have the Fat Jack coming up tonight, so we'll talk to the Fat Jack in a few minutes. Uh, And then tomorrow is the NBA trade deadline. 2 p.m. tomorrow. The Bulls get a big win last night over the Timberwolves. Uh, Will the Bulls tomorrow move any pieces? Yes. They've got individuals that teams want. Andre Drummond, Alex Caruso, maybe DeMar DeRozan. But the rumors that are out there are suggesting that the Bulls think that they can still climb in the Eastern Conference standings. I don't think that thrills any Bulls fans hearing that
2: or anyone watching games. I agree with you. I think one move will be made. I think Andre Drummond will be traded. I think that the rumors out there, if you read Joe Cowley today, he's also hearing that there's a significant interest in Andre Drummond. From around the league. So Andre Drummond will probably be moved. But I think that this is the team. Like that's the other thing. Once you get rid of Drummond. It's not like Drummond is some elite scorer. Or anything like that. But this team. Even without Zach. This team is not good enough. This team is nowhere good enough to compete in the East. So to say. Oh well Zach got hurt. That just screws up everything. That opens the door. To me that. Shouldn't say, oh, well, we can't do anything. No, now engage in more trade talks. Trade DeRozan, trade Caruso. Like, get rid of some of these guys. Like, open yourself up to fi- some financial stability for the off season, where you have a bunch of money to spend. Where maybe you move Zach Levine in the off season and not necessarily start over, but then you've got a bunch of bunch of money off the books that you can spend. You can you can maybe acquire some draft picks for those guys, and you can actually. Not necessarily rebuild, but basically, yeah, you can retool your roster to maybe do something next year. Because this year, this ain't it. You got a bunch of decent role players. Cool. This isn't good enough. Yeah, the, the group together, they have pieces on
1: paper that look good. They just don't win enough. And we've seen it for such a long time that it's not even worth the debate anymore. We, we all know the end result. Right now, they're ninth in the Eastern Conference. They're at 24-27. and They're three games behind the team in eighth, the Orlando Magic at 27-24. So for the Bulls to catch, say, the sixth seed to get out of the playing games, the Bulls right now are four and a half games back of the Pacers at six. I highly doubt that the Bulls, towards the end end run of the season, especially without Zach Levine, and if they move a piece or two, I doubt that this team could catch the Pacers at six or to get into the non-playing game. Now, there is a team that's in that group, one through six, that may fall back, and that's the Sixers. And that's because Joel Embiid's going to be out for quite some time. So without Embiid, are the Sixers going to be able to hold on to one of those one through six spots, or Mm -hmm. will they fall to the playing games? I don't think that they'll fall enough to be out of the playoffs. And and maybe Embiid comes back right before the playoffs, uh, but outside of that, you know I, I don't see the Bulls catching Orlando or Miami, and definitely not Indiana, and and they're they're essentially stuck. You know what's interesting about Andre Drummond is I was looking at this last week and it's still true. Did you know that Andre Drummond for PER player efficiency rating in the NBA is the ninth best player in the league? No, he's been great. Well, he's been great for the Bulls, and I'm sure there's many teams who are trying to make playoff runs that will be interested in Andre Drummond tomorrow, whether or not the Bulls get back what they want for him. And I think the same thing goes for Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso and Andre Drummond are perfect pieces for a team ready to win. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Bulls are not ready to win. What they have constructed is not ready to win. It's it's not progressing anywhere. I think the only piece you got to kind of hold on to is Kobe White, And Give the credit to him to to turning himself into a player worth holding on to. Because a year ago, I would not be saying these words on a radio station. I would have said, everyone can go. And I, I don't know if they have the appetite to do so, though. no, I think they see that they're number one in attendance and that they're ninth in the Eastern Conference with a chance to maybe get to eight or seven. And unfortunately, to Bulls fans, the message that the organization sends out there is that that's good enough. Well, I'm, I'm not saying... Playing can, in a full building is good enough. I'm not saying that they what can they keep done, it up. What have they done to strive and, and, and to tell you differently than a full building and playing being good enough for them? I'm not saying that they can't keep it up.
2: But is it more or less likely that Kobe White keeps playing like this and becomes their best scorer, their best scoring threat? That DeRozan doesn't continue to get more miles on those legs as the season goes and we see a little bit of a regression from his scoring as well. Like They're just not built right now to compete like this in night in and night out. Yeah, they've won some games when Levine is out. That's fine. They still don't have a number one player on their team. I, to answer your question, I think for Kobe White,
1: I think this is who he is now. That's great. I, I think that then he, a, then a player who's scoring over 20 points per game who can shoot 40% from three and make smart decisions, limit the turnovers,
2: I think that's who Kobe White is going forward. I'm not I, th- I saying think he's a should... player
1: that you can keep
2: and he's a player you
1: can win with.
2: I'm not saying that you should trade him. I'm more saying that Kobe White is not a true number one, just like nobody else on this team is a true number one. No, That's why you should be moving to Rosen and Caruso because Kobe White's not going to be- become this superstar this year. This year, you need to get rid of some of these guys because you're just not going to be good enough down the stretch.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And, and same goes for Vooch. If, if you can find someone to take Vooch yeah. off your hands, I mean, like that, that's where this team is the definition of a team that's stuck. They really don't have a future right now. Mm-hmm. And, and it's mainly because Zach Levine's contract in 2024, 25, 25, 26, and 26 and 27, next three years... He's making over 40 million, $40 million a year. 43 45 And then he has a player option for $48 million in 2027. <sighs> that player is not going to be turning down almost $50 million for a player option. No. I'm sorry, because it's proven out that he's not durable and he's not worth that type of. He's not that type of player. So you have him on the books for three years into the future. Yeah. Now, Demar Derozan will be a free agent this off season. That money comes off the books. You still have Booch on your books for two more seasons at twenty million a year. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's who your team is. Unless you can find a way to offload some of these pieces. That's what the Bulls have, and that's why Bulls fans are so. Uh, they're not interested in this season. There is no hope. There's nothing for, for them to be interested in, in going forward.
2: No, and that's that's the biggest problem here is that, like, when you win a game like you did yesterday, then you start to, or like, oh, well, maybe they're good. Maybe they can, they the front office, not educated fans, you know, because we heard from Karnashovis and not Eversley but AK and saying that, you Know they think that they can still compete, they think that they've got good pieces, they think that they can, you know, try to get to a, a seven or eight seed. Like, that's not good enough. Well, that's why I asked the question for them a full house
1: and the play in is that good enough? The no. message they tell to the fan base is that that's good enough, they're number one in attendance and they're going to be in the play in. Apparently, that's Bulls basketball, and mm-hmm. that's what they want. Uh, we will preview the super bowl with the fat jack coming up next
0: you're listening to black Black and abdallah espn chicago black and abdallah are back on chicago's home for sports espn chicago
1: ESPN 1000, we continue to preview the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, Chiefs and 49ers. It's time to talk with the Fat Chat.
0: Here comes the money. Ready to fatten up your winnings? Got something to eat up in there? We home. The best football picks. Give Jack a call at 800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack feeds you his picks now. Get in my belly. On Black and dollar. Here comes the money. Go
1: to his website. Sign up now. FatJackSports.com. You can also call 800-298-1383.
3: Jack, it's Super Bowl week. Are you ready for the game? Uh, You know what? I'm already burned out. I mean, it's Wednesday, and I'm already there. I mean, I'm at Media Row right now with every station in the world. Everybody's Kenny Rogers. All the ex-players are putting their opinions out there. So this is the one game a year where everybody becomes a sports gambling expert. Sure. Uh, Because you you gather an opinion over the year and over the uh, course of what's happened, and then you all feel like you need to tell everybody when it comes to the Super Bowl, especially when you're in Las Vegas. And with the game here, it's even more so. Uh, tell everybody exactly who you like. So the good news is we've been doing this for 25 years. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's very, very busy and I haven't missed the Super Bowl and we were adding it up last night on the, the hour long show I do. I've missed one Super Bowl in the last 15 years. I'm 14 and one the last 15, uh, as far as my top play goes. So I'm excited about the week for that. It's, uh, the, the profits have taken over the game. I mean, there's, they're getting three to one money on profits that they are in the actual game. Thus far, and everything is trending forty percent higher. Last year was a record-breaking year as far as volume of money bet on the Super Bowl here in the state of Nevada. There's forty percent more bet, more money has been bet so far as of today than was this time last year. So they're expecting to shatter that record. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's betting a dollar or two. So we're get closing in on the biggest sporting event in America for sure uh, coming up on Sunday.
2: A question for you, real quick about Radio Row, so. I was at the Super Bowl in Miami, and everybody, the, if you don't understand what radio row is, basically it's just row after row, of radio station after radio station. Everybody from Chicago to Minneapolis to Dubuque, Iowa to California, yeah. everybody's there. But everybody comes through. They're pimping something. They want to sell you something. When I was in Miami, we saw Lil Nas X was there. Dr. Oz was running around telling us that this was just a flu and it wasn't going to be anything. Sure. Um, and then Jenny McCarthy was running around on, like, the third day of Radio Row. Who has been, like, the wildest person or thing you've seen so far on Radio Row? Because it's Vegas. It's amped up times 10.
3: So, I mean, I saw Carrot Top, and he looks like he's done meth just like, five minutes ago. Like, he was in the bathroom doing meth, walked out, and might die at any point. He's like Squidward, and Carrot Top had a baby at this point. So, I mean, not, not his best healthy show. And so I, I saw Ian Rappaport was on before me, and in a market today. So I saw him. I, listen, I'm not a any of that, a cloud chaser, a star chaser. I don't even like talking to new stations. So if somebody wants to have me on to talk about the game, talk about the thing, I'm all for that. But the being, the glad handing and the douche bagging and all the things that go with that world, it is not my world. I mean, I'm just saying it's not, I'm not good at it. I haven't been over 25 years. So I, honestly, I'll tell you who I saw. The girl that does it on Twitter, she pretends she's the coach or the teams of the, the blonde haired girl. I forget her oh, name. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I know who you're talking about. She, yes. She's each team and stuff. She's got a pretty good following. I can see her. Her, name? Yeah, Annie Agar. That's her. Yeah, there you go. Annie Agar. Very good. Um, yeah, I saw her. She's super hot. Smoke show, so good for her. Uh, but yeah, besides that, I mean, I, I really, I've seen a bunch of athletes, but nobody that I really care that much about and carrot top scared me so that's where we are right now
1: (laughs) Abdal really uh glammed up the way he made that sound it's essentially a convention center with a bunch of tables in it and people going from place to place hawking their product
3: and a bunch of people that are have faces for radio yeah, right. So yes. You got guys just short of wheeling themselves in. You know, it's a sedentary lifestyle. Now, you guys are both in really good shape, and I've, I've told you this when I've been in Chicago. Compared to a lot of the market, yeah. I mean, you literally need to widen both open both doors to get a lot of these hosts in because they've been sitting around. They're four fifty. They're four baggers. If you know, if they're a hundred. You guys are holding it together nicely, but yeah, a lot of these guys—you don't have to wonder if you're in the radio section. Well, it's, it's, sure. a, it's a walking city uh, that we live in, Jack. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Congratulations, because I'll tell you, there's a lot of markets that are not walking cities, or if they are, <laughs> these guys are taking the bus because, because there's a lot of in here uh, out here, in Vegas, and they're loving life right now, which is fine. Listen, do what you want to do. I'm just saying that you don't have to wonder if you're in radio the radio section for sure.
1: When we look at the game, uh, I guess flat out as we dive into what we should bet on and how we should kind of play this weekend, uh, for those who are getting into it, who are probably uh, those who don't gamble each and every week on the National Football League like we do, uh, what, what would the approach be to a first-timer as they look at all of the bets that they can make on Sunday?
3: So First of all, acknowledge that this is not the best betting opportunity you're going to have of the year if you're trying to make money. <laughs> Is it the best game? Absolutely. Is it a great event? Should you bet? Probably. Uh, there's a million ways to bet. But it's not something you should fire a bunch of money at because it's good the, the luck variance that happens when you get the two best teams in the league playing each other at this point in the year, turnovers are going to have a lot to do with it, things that happen that are outside the control of anybody that wants to tell you they know what's going to happen on Sunday. So don't go crazy is really the rule when you get to Super Bowl Sunday. If you haven't won a bunch of money to this point, don't expect that to happen on Sunday. If you do, great. The other thing, if you're looking at profits, sharp players and smart guys are okay betting a lot of money to make a little money. The general public is going to generally gravitate toward the you know ten to one that's going to be a tie score, or uh, the kicker's going to win the MVP, or something long shot. Uh, if you do those, expect to lose those bets because most of the time the favorites are going to have you're going to have a quarterback win MVP. You're going to have, you know, the the amount of over-under on touchdowns are going to be very close. The amount of yards that each player has are going to be close. And so you don't expect to take one of these, you know, 10, 20-to-1 long shots. Every year you'll have a highlight of, you know, that, that was 30-to-1. There was a safety. Remember a few years ago, you know, not 10 years ago, or So oh, yeah. there was a safety like the first play of the game. Guys running around yelling and screaming from the rooftops how they made a bunch of money on the safety. Well, have we, have we had a safety since? So you're gonna, you may, you may win it that year, but you're probably not gonna win it for a, a number of other years. Math is set up so the casinos will win. And I was talking off the air that guys three to one money has come in on these profits. So you're getting a lot of guys that are saying, you know what, I don't know who's gonna win this game. I don't care who's gonna win the game, but I, I think Taylor Swift's gonna be on more than six times or more than seven times. So they're gonna bet stuff like that. So if you're gonna do that, great. Treat it as fun similar to playing the lottery or playing bingo, don't expect to retire after Sunday.
2: So this line has kind of settled as the 49ers as a two, two and a half point favorite money has been, everything I read that says that every sharp player is on the 49ers, but When I hear people talk, and obviously these are the pros versus the Joes, every person, including myself, is saying, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes again. I've made that mistake too many times this year. I'm not doing it again. There's just something about the magic that they have this year. I'm not doing it. Which way are you leaning in this game?
3: And that's a healthy fear, all right, because it's like being afraid of spiders. You know, most of them aren't poisonous, but the one time you walk up and make a friend with one, he's poisonous, you end up losing your right hand. That's what it's like betting against Patrick Mahomes. So. Yes, their offense is limited. And yes, they've only averaged 7.6 points per game in the second half. But they figure out a way to win. They have one of the the, uh, historically good defense that nobody's talking about. you guys realize that Kansas City is the only team ever, ever in the history of the league, to hold every single opponent under 28 points? The teams that held 19 opponents under 28 points were the 2000 Ravens, the 02 Tampa Bay Bucks, 05 Steelers, 2010 Green Bay Packers all those te- all those teams held their opponents 19 different opponents to under 28 points. every single one of those teams won the Super Bowl. So listen, I can I can tell you great things about Kansas City. I can tell you bad things which but what we're getting is an offense that is struggling. they've played better they have flipped the light switch if people want to say that but this is a defense that's got them in this position. Um, you're talking about San Francisco number one offense in the league. They are strong across the board, a much better roster top to bottom. But they don't have Patrick Mahomes. They frankly don't have Andy Reid. So that's why it's a couple of point favorite. Which way am I leaning? I'm with you. I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Now, do I think it's going to be a blow? No. Do I think turnovers will matter? If, if Kansas City turns the ball over twice, they're going to lose. If the turnovers are even, I think it's a really close game. And if they get the benefit of the turnovers and or get Kansas City down, which they have been prone to do. Kansas City's turned, not just last week, but over the last part of the season, a fast-starting team scoring a bunch of points or most of their points early and then playing very good defense and settling in in the second half, not making mistakes. San Francisco leads the league in second-half points. They average 14.1 points per game. But I think the side, you're you're really flipping a coin if turnovers are even. I think it's very close. The total, there's an opportunity to make some money here, I think. Um Kansas City has lived under the total. They've gone under over seventy percent of their games. Shanahan is an under head coach. They don't want to put Brock Purdy in bad situation. They've got the best running back in the league. They've got a defense that's been susceptible to the run, not the pass necessarily. So expect Kansas City to even if they don't want to have to run the ball more than they might like to. That's going to shorten the game. So if you're asking me who you like in the game, I would definitely take the under. Would be the better play. You make me pick a side, put a gun to my head. I'll take I'll take uh, Kansas City because I'm with you. You bet against Patrick Mahomes more times than not as an underdog. You're going to lose. He's 10 and one against the spread as a dog. Expect him to at least be game on Sunday. Uh, with the limited weapons that he has offensively if we're
1: looking for an under and getting the points is there a way to kind of gamble throughout the game as far as the end of quarters and at the half that maybe we should look at is there any value to say if i think kansas is going to win this football game then i also think that they'll have a lead after the first quarter or wherever uh, that is within the the game script
3: Brother, you're, you're getting so smart in your old age. I tell you what. I mean, when we first started this, you were a moron. Yeah. And no I place. go on with yeah. a lot of morons. Don't know what they're talking about with sports <laughs> betting at all. You have dialed yourself in. I love it. All right. Yes. Absolutely. Um, when you, in profits, that's the soundest way to do it. Find one or two things you think are going to happen and then drill down to four, five or six bets. So I take the one stat and I'll have every one of these bets that I'm going to talk about. But Kansas City scored 7.6 points per game in the second half. San Francisco, 14.1 points per game in the second half. That leads the league. Kansas City 30th at 7.6. You can't fix that this late if you're Kansas City, or they would have by now. They've been able to win in spite of it. So if you like that and you think it's going to be a close game, so take those two variables and turn them into facts, going to be a close game. What's happened most of the year is going to continue to happen in the second half, at least for the Chiefs. You can bet. Kansas City to win the first half, Um, over in the first half versus under in the second. Definitely under in the second half. You're getting 23 and a half right now. Go under in that. Kansas City to win the first half. San Francisco to win the second half. Um, In the if if the number it goes up, I would play under in the second half almost no matter what. I do not believe Kansas City can flip a switch whether they're down or not. And so I think there's going to be fewer points in the second half than the first half. That's the bet. You can bet first half to be the most scoring points. You can bet, if you're like San Francisco, Kansas City to win the first half and uh, San Francisco to win the second half. So just take one or two facts and then bet five or six different ways to, for that to happen. And you don't have to be right exactly on those things, but if you're even close, you're going to win some of the bets. And if you're exactly right and what happens all year does happen in this game – in in, in uh, relation to what Kansas City is able to do offensively, then you're going to make a lot of money having nothing to do with the outcome of the game.
2: I'm looking at, of course, Travis Kelsey, as most of America will be. Uh, in this game, so far in these playoffs, he has yet to have a game under 70 yards. His yards for the game, his total yards is 72.5, and he's even money to score a touchdown. Do you think the Travis Kelsey props are, are, have been hit too hard already, or do you think that's a good line right there?
3: Well, people have been saying that they've been hit too hard for about a month now, and he just continues to fly over most of the time. I mean, against Baltimore, it, his total catches were seven, I think, and that was up from six, six and a half where it had been for about a month, and he had 11. I mean, the dude had six in the first half. They could not guard him. So if you're going to play zone in the back end, you're going to be – he's going to get his catches. They have figured out so many different ways with bubble screens and different ways to get him involved that he's going to have four or five catches, even if he does nothing to affect the game. So I could certainly not – I don't want to play under in that spot. To your point, the value's gone in the over, both in yardage and in um, catches. But I'll tell you, if they're down – that he's going to get a lot of catches. So if they win, he's going to get some catches because he has to be a major part of what they're doing. And if they're, da- they're down, he's going to get a lot of catches hmm. because they're going to force the ball to him because he's their playmaker. And a, a running play for them is a basically a one-yard behind the, the line of scrimmage bubble screen, he leans forward for four yards. So he's going to get his catches. If you make me play it, I'm going to go over. I'll give you a better spot, though. Um, Christian McCaffrey, a couple of different things. You're talking about touchdowns and talking about yards. His total touches are 18 and a half on, on running the ball. I think he's flying over that. I do not believe Shanahan can move away from his, his instinct and not want to be, keep Brock Purdy out of bad spots as much as possible. That's going to be a McCaffrey show. So expect him to get a ton of touches, in turn, get a bunch of yards. Um, you bet, you know, McCaffrey is minus 250 to score any time touchdown but I wouldn't do that. All right. If you're going to bet McCaffrey to score, he scored in 13 of 18 games. Um, but in those games, I want to say 10 of those were in the first half. So you can get plus money. If you bet McCaffrey to score in the first half, it's plus money where if you bet him to score in the game, um, it's, it's you're laying 250 or, or less. So I would definitely say if you're going to bet, bet, McCaffrey to score and I do think he's going to have a lot of, of success. Yeah, here I've got it. He's, Plus 140 to score first half TD, and in 15 of the 18 games, he scored a touchdown. 13 of those 15 times, it's been a first half touchdown. So you can drill down a little bit based on the, you know, how things have gone. They're going to try to run it early. They're going to try to keep Brock Purdy out of uh, problems. And if McCaffrey scores, it's most likely going to be a first half. So don't lay the big number for the game go ahead and get yourself plus money in the first
1: half. Jack, when you look around on Super Bowl Sunday and and we're gambling on the game, uh, I guess newer folks to to football and and to the Taylor Swift and Kelsey phenomenon, uh, they may want to bet on some of the other things like Gatorade or the (laughs) amount of songs Usher performs at halftime or the amount of times Taylor Swift is shown on television during the broadcast. Is there anything that's non-football that you keep your eye on for the Super Bowl as far as betting goes?
3: Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, whatever, if you can get that, uh, you know, a lot of states, some states have that type of stuff, some states don't. Nevada does not offer anything that is predetermined. So things yeah. like Gatorade, Link to the National Anthem, those type of things you're talking about, things that a person could have an outcome and you can't get it. But if you can get it, just a couple. I mean, I think Yeah is the first song by Usher. I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, he's, he's going to play Yeah and My Way are coming up the first two or three. His sure. catalog is not that deep. All right, so you're no, they're all slow songs.
2: Like, you can't play all of his R&B stuff at the halftime <laughs> show. Like, people might like, like, some people might be Usher fans and like that stuff, but this is the halftime show. It could you be gotta, a slow jam you gotta keep it. No, You got to keep this move, and I agree with you, Jack. Yeah, it's either first
3: or last, I think. If it goes last, he saves all of the people. You know, that song features Little Wayne and other people are in that song. So yeah. you you fire them all out right up front. Otherwise, you're slow dancing into the end of the half. So you got to get them going early. Get everybody out. It's a little bit like the LA one where the guests were coming out first thing. I mean, they yeah. got it. They get after it early to keep your attention. So I would say, yeah, there. As far as amount of times or time that Taylor Swift's going to be on the on TV, I would go under in whatever numbers you can get. That number has been inflated based on the, the impact she has when she's on TV. The reality was she was on less than 30 seconds during the during the Baltimore game. She's been averaging about 34 seconds or so. This is not a lot of time during a live football game, so I would go under in that for sure. I haven't I haven't dug into the national anthem very much because I have been horrible at that lately. Every time I started the game, hitting the hitting the coin toss and losing a thousand bucks on the national anthem, so I'm out on the anthem this year. (laughs) I'm going to stay away from that. But I will tell you, the coin toss if you like that. Um uh, find a buddy. All right. You don't want to lay one oh five. It's nine heads and nine tails over the last eighteen years. It's a coin. It's fifty fifty. Don't bet that off short, don't bet it with anybody unless you're trying to bet a million. they didn't have a million dollars on heads. I don't told you that. Or no on tails. I'm betting heads because of that. But if be- <laughs> the guy bet a million dollars on tails and laid one oh five and bet a million you pay fifty thousand dollars to have somebody book his heads or tails. That guy you were talking about a stupid gamble who just has a ton of money. That's what that is. So heads on the coin toss uh tails will fail if he had tails and then uh i would i would definitely find a buddy and don't bet that offshore
1: thank you jack is there anything else uh, our fans should look at and when they sign up at your website fatjacksports.com what will they receive when they go there
3: yeah, we're 6-0 and the last three days in basketball. We're going to have the top 15 prop bets, and it's a super sexy $69 Super Bowl special this week. Cue, cue the porn music. We're going to have a big, <laughs> big week. Get signed up and start winning money, betting the games. And Everybody have a great time. Don't bet above your means. It's the one time a year. Everybody likes to do that. Have some fun. Enjoy the big game, and uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, Jack. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jack. Hi, right, guys. Have a great week. See
0: you then. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Black
1: and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 in the ESPN Chicago app. Thank you to Kevin Zipak and Justin Poncher for producing tonight's show. Blocking Abdallah, in five minutes, we will uh, hand it over to Northwestern and Nebraska College Basketball right here on ESPN 1000. Brought to you by WGN Radio, so you'll hear the game. Northwestern, Nebraska, right here on ESPN 1000. Coming up in about five minutes, and we have the song of the night as well coming up, Abdallah. Uh, how about this? Day three, super week.
2: What do yeah. you have tonight? So tonight we went with a place that I've gone to. At least a hundred times. Havana. Oh, great spot. Not Cuba, but Havana great over here spot. in River North. I've never had their tortilla soup, and apparently it's very highly rated and very inexpensive. I got an entire bowl of tortilla soup for seven seventy seven. Which is why I'm sharing it with the boys. With the crew, we all get Havana the boys soup. I'll get a little bit of tortilla soup from Havana. I heated it up, I put the tortilla you can hear it from you, it's crunchy. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's spicy. It's really good. Oh, my God. That's that is is good. good stuff. Yeah. It's a good five stuff. out of five. Soup of one. the week. Listen, one slurp, everybody knows the rules. Oh, that's good. That's good soup. That's spicy, dude. That is really good. Oh. This is the best little okay. cake. Soup yeah. of the week. Soup of the week Soup so of far. the week right here. Oh, yeah. How much do you have left over? So, if I do the math real quick, if you want to go to Song of the Night, we can. I have... About $23 and change left. Okay. For two days. Hey.
3: Northwestern
2: basketball volume and coming up.
0: Don't gotta go. got Because go. it's time for. What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone.
3: Yeah, it's just an extra really good. guy. Ah, so break right. the volume because it's time for Black and Abdella's
1: Song
0: of the Night. Yo,
1: Larry. Tonight's song. We're going to clash. Rock the Casbah. It's your song of the night from 1982. Blacking up dollars. Each night, song of the night. There you go.
0: Soup.
2: That's good soup, man. spicy. This is good. So, Chris, why are we listening to Rock the Casbah by The Clash? Apparently, today is International Clash Day. Today is International Clash Day. It is a holiday that started in 2013 by a radio station in Seattle. John Richards of KEXP played only The Clash (laughs) during February 7, 2013 and dubbed them as the only band that matters. And so from now on, now other radio stations around the country have jumped on. Have jumped on. That's awesome. we eating this great soup. Um, and so now, yeah, look, The Clash are obviously very important, very influential, one of the best bands ever. This is a great song. Um, we already, we've already we already played The Clash once. Uh, we played London Calling, and so we went with this song, and this is a great song by The Clash. So your soup budget, where do we stand now with so Super we week? stand now, let's see, I have, uh, let me look here. This soup is outstanding. This soup is good. This is a top oh, tier Lord. soup. This is a top tier soup. I told Plus you, 10, when I was in Cabo a couple of weeks ago, I had I had soup every single night. Yeah, this is right up there. This is great. 8 74 one day, and then I, 11 dollars The first day, I spent $27.69. So I have $22.21, $0.31 left. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, and I already told you the final soup. I know exactly how much the final soup costs. So tomorrow is going to be a stretch. Tomorrow's tight tight or fast food soup. We haven't decided yet. It's because I went with the bowl today for the boys. I could have gotten a cup and it would have just been for me. And I would have saved like three bucks. I, for one, appreciate that this is a hell of a soup. It's, it's, it's much
1: much appreciated. It was very, very good soup. I'm going back. I'm going
2: back. I'm uh, telling you, man. Havana Havana's is a, a great restaurant. Havana is a spot, man. Never been. I've been going to Havana for You and I have been going to yeah. Havana for years. It was like an original date spot. Oh,
1: yeah. Like, it, that's how long we've been going. It, it, I'm glad that they're still around. And, well, wow, I'm, I'm mad at myself for not having the soup. All right, there you go. The Clash. It's your song of the night with Black and Abdallah.
0: Hey, okay. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for what dial the, there's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah,
3: never mind. Crank the volume, because it's time for Bleck and Abdallah's Song
0: of the Night. Yo,
2: international clash day international clash day that's pretty good and not like wearing mismatched clothes or anything
1: (laughs) no it's good (laughs) see sometimes people get upset at the reasons that we pick for song of the night coming up next (laughs) Northwestern will host Nebraska college basketball you'll hear it right here on ESPN 1000 the Wildcats are 15-7 the Cornhuskers are 16-7 should be a good game that's coming up next
0: you're listening to Black and Abdallah ESPN Chicago This is Chicago's home for sports.